he was the one acting. <laughs> he was acting. He was acting about asking about acting. <laughs> Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor Recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. <laughs> Wait, I'm great. <laughs> Very good. Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Good, good reference. It never gets old. Is Tony the Tiger still around? No, don't, Tony the Tiger died. Yeah, he died of, um, of, a, of a blood disorder. <laughs> I don't know. No, I was going to say from a sugar overdose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was getting at. Um, but uh, now Tony the Tiger was, uh, I believe, um, let go <laughs> from the Kellogg's Corporation. Oh. He was given a very handsome severance package. And uh, I think there's a there's no mascot anymore. For Frosted Flakes? They don't. He doesn't act anymore. He's He's retired. Do you know what you're talking about right now? I do not. <laughs> Oh, someone, thank you to the person who in the comments last week was like, you should mention asking people to subscribe at the beginning of the episode yeah, and not in yeah. the last minute of the episode when everyone's tuned out. Yeah. Thank you, because I do need a reminder about that. I'm really bad about it. So consider this your reminder. It's so easy. You just tap the little subscribe button. And according to our numbers, 50% of the people who watch these are subscribed approximately 50 percent yeah not enough yeah i don't think we're asking too much just no. press the damn button you don't even have to press a button you just have to just just accidentally glance it with your <laughs> finger <laughs> i mean it's literally so easy that my mom has inadvertently subscribed and unsubscribed <laughs> like 18 times already she's also disliked certain videos <laughs> and then re-liked them but you know anything else oh andy you wanted to mention this I did. Yeah. I wrote it down with a sigh. I literally wrote sigh, but you can mention it. Oh, the TikTok? Yeah. Oh, wow. You really don't like TikTok. I'm just ashamed. Why are you ashamed? Everyone TikToks. <sighs> is that what happens? Yeah. If you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> That's how the world is now. That's pretty much everything. <laughs> 2022 is like, if you can't beat him, join him. So you just join everything that's terrible. <laughs> and on that note, follow us on TikTok at Dear Shandy. Okay, housekeeping done. Let's get to episode six. Yeah. Uh, overall thoughts on this episode, Andy? Uh, don't put me on the spot. I mean, you, I you know, know how I feel about thoughts. it. It was just... Ugh. It was ugh. That's was exactly ugh. what it was. Yeah. This episode to me was one of those episodes, and there's always a couple of these in every season, but it's pretty heavy-handed this season. But this one was really like so much puppeteering. Yeah. It felt like Clayton had like strings attached to his wrists and hands. And it's like, now walk over there and now excuse yourself from the table. Say you have to think and go over there and look pensive. And it felt like he was very obedient mm -hmm. and did everything he was told to do. And it was not fun to watch. No. Is he, where's Clayton from? Missouri. Okay. He's from a small town in Missouri. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, irregardless of where he's from. Yeah. Clayton is a real gentleman. You can he tell. He is, yeah. And he's not the kind of person who, who puts up a fuss or is difficult. Mm -hmm. He's just like, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. He, he obeys. And I think that's bleeding into a lot of the flack he's getting, actually, because we saw last week a lot of people were like, oh, well, he claimed he didn't know that Shanae had been bullying Elizabeth or whatever. But the girls have come out to say that they did tell him. I genuinely believe that Clayton has been wanting to get rid of Shanae for a while. I agree. 
And maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Just based on every single action, he is the most obedient. He's even more obedient than Pilot Pete. And he was the most obedient lead. Mm -hmm. And I even wonder if him sending Shanae home on this 2-on-1 was an act of rebellion. We'll probably never know. But I kind of feel for the guy. I'm not saying he's doing everything right. He certainly is not doing everything right. But he's doing everything he's told. And it's kind of a tricky position to be in because then you end up being the one getting blamed. Yeah. And it also, just for entertainment purposes, it makes him look very wooden. Like he's not, there's no heart in these things. It's very rote. He's just like, yes, sir, I will do these lines. I will do this thing. I don't really want to do it, but Mm -hmm. I'll do it because you told me to. His not wanting to do it seeps through now. In episode six, I felt like I could see it. Like when he did something he didn't want to do, it was like, oh, look, his eyes got wooden, like dead. Yeah, he almost was winking at the audience. He was like, guys, I don't, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) But but he was was telling us, he's like, I don't want to do this. I'm doing this, but I'm supposed to do this. And it's come to the point where when he genuinely is into someone or excited, you, I feel like we see the real him and it really gives away who he's into. Yeah. The production is, be careful what you wish for, is what I would say to production. Because yeah. what they're doing is they're creating very stale drama mm-hmm. and they're not giving us the best Clayton we can see. Which, by the way, I don't know if it's amazing, <laughs> yeah. but but whatever. It's better than what we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. There's more there. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway. Completely agree. All right, let's get going. Okay, so episode six picks up with a girl chat talking about the two-on-one in general, and they all the ladies feel bad for Genevieve. They think things should be coming to a head with Shanae, but they don't think Genevieve should be the collateral damage Mm -hmm. in all of it. And now we are back on that two-on-one date at Niagara Falls. So Genevieve gives a toast, and she's the first to have one-on-one time here. She starts off with, this week has been tough, especially, and then we already got our first word watch. (laughs) And they're going to come fast and heavy. Fast and furious here. So Genevieve bleeps when she starts to break down here. Mm-hmm. She says the house has been awkward. Her feelings are growing. She apologizes for being distant. She doesn't mean to be. She's being more open and vulnerable than she's been in a long time. And they make out. I have to say, I appreciate that she resisted the temptation to come after Shanae. Yeah. I could see it. It oh. was like inside of her. It was like she was like down, down, boy, down, down. She she kept it under control. Yeah. And that's the right way to do it. Yes. But it's also tough. It's very hard. Especially since I'm sure that she was pretty sure that Shanae would try to throw her under the bus. The only way to beat a narcissist is to Be literally make person. believe they don't exist. Yeah. Okay. So we suddenly hear Shanae's theme again as she spies on them and here we get word watch number two genevieve to clayton says i don't want to be this bleeping emotional i'm sorry mm-hmm. lots of tears here and um, by the way just a, a, as a side note because people are going to be wondering there's yeah. going to there are going to be no inserts because our rule oh, yeah that we have decided upon is that if it's more than 10 i know mm-hmm. spoiler alert no, we've surprise had, surprise we've had more than 10 before but in this case starting now yeah starting now more than 10 for my mental there's, health. There's no inserts. This it's, is an act just, of self-care. Yeah, you just me. have to trust us. Yeah, you're going to so, take our word for it. She she yeah. swore here. Yeah, you either <laughs> you either are going to get Dear Shani content or just the inserts for the word watch if it's over 10. <laughs> so be happy. Okay, so Shanae has one-on-one time. Thank you for mentioning that because no. I totally forgot. Yeah. Shanae has one-on-one time here. Clayton immediately says there's tension and he thanks her for apologizing to the group. I thought this was interesting that he thanked her. It went back to the sort of fatherly vibes. It's like, good yeah. girl. Yeah, you did good. Yes. Yeah. I, I now asked you, you to can apologize. go eat your dinner. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's not something he should have to thank her for. No. <laughs> Shanae, of course, immediately launches into saying Genevieve is not trustworthy. According mm. to her, the night before, Genevieve said that she wanted to go home. And Shanae woke up today expecting her to be gone and thinking this would be a one-on-one date. She says Genevieve has actress vibes. And Clayton asks if she thinks Genevieve is acting. And she says yes. She says she's sad because she feels the connection and the butterflies. And that in order to fall in love, you have to be open and vulnerable. There's mm. almost a knowing look she has when she says this because it's so it's cliche so, on this show. Yeah. And she starts to cry now saying that that is hard for her to be open and vulnerable. You wanna, do you want to launch in yet? or uh, Can I launch? Yeah. Well, I think two things about this. Um, one is I actually, I actually think yeah. that those were real tears, that it is really hard for her to even approach the idea of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I do think that her ITM afterwards where she says, oh, I pulled those tears, you know, look at me, yeah. I did such a good job, I think is BS. I actually think that she's she's protecting her ego. She's like, I can't show anybody yeah. me crying. That shows weakness. Like, so I'm gonna make up the story that I actually didn't cry. Mm-hmm. I don't believe she fake cried. I agree. I I don't know if I agree with that, but I think that there's a real case to be made for that. And that's not to say that I think that she's really crying because of what she's saying. It's more that I think someone with her narcissistic traits has a tendency to feel like the victim all the time. And Mm -hmm. so her talking about how it is hard for her to be open and vulnerable, which I imagine it actually is in a weird way, that did cause her to cry. Like she really believes what she's saying, even if it's totally not true. Look, the narcissist always manipulates. Yeah, but and the narcissist- So even crying is a manipulative tool, but it becomes so ingrained from from early childhood that it becomes real. Like mm-hmm. you actually are yeah. crying, but I, you're crying the same way you have a temper, temper tantrum. Like if I have a temper tantrum, I'm going to get the toys. Yeah. I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. So if I cry, I'm going to get what I want. So the crime becomes almost a like a reflex yeah. to get the thing you're trying to get from the person. Yeah. And from a place that you've convinced yourself that you are right in what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So it's real tears and it's also bullshit totally. tears. But when she said it's bullshit tears, that's not true. It was real bullshit tears. <laughs> Okay, now we have Word Watch 3. Shanae says, being in three long-term relationships that have been bleep, I've never been in love. Mm. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Shanae has an ITM now congratulating herself on her tears, and they make out. Uh, Shanae in her ITM keeps calling Genevieve an actress. This is too rich to even, I think, talk uh, about. Again, not to, not to beat the horse to death, yeah. but narcissistic trait number one yeah. is that you project your faults which yeah. you're, you're you're acutely aware of because most narcissists actually don't like themselves that's the irony uh, is that they actually know they're terrible people it sounds and exhausting they know, and it takes one to know one so they know what being terrible is in their subconscious yeah and so basically what she's doing is she's like accusing which they do this is their whole technique is they accuse other people of doing the terrible things that they do mm. it's really horrible <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Shanae. You're the best. <laughs> okay, Clayton sits down with the women now. He takes the rose now and turns to Genevieve and asks if she's an actress and if she's lying to him. <laughs> hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I actually did study at the Strasbourg Institute. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? <laughs> like, oh, wait, you mean an actress? <laughs> Whoa. She stammers that she is not and asks if there's a reason this was asked. And she says she's shocked. I thought it was kind of amazing that Shanae's right there. Oh, my God. Clayton, do I think he actually bought what Shanae said and was asking no, Genevieve out of genuine curiosity? No. No. He was the one acting. <laughs> he was acting. He was acting about asking about acting. <laughs> Because he was directed to do it. Yeah. He was 100% directed to do it. Well, and he was told to get up because he had to think. And then he had to go over and, and stand for a while. What, if, if if there was any chance that this was a real thing, mm -hmm. he would have taken Genevieve aside. Yes. Not in front of Shanae. Yes. That's for us. Yes. Like, that was production's like, oh, this will be so awkward. Yeah, let's get, like, make yeah, this as awkward as possible. It'll also be fake. Yeah. Everyone knows this is BS. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think. Do you know this is BS? <laughs> okay. So Clayton looks stressed. He says he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> He excuses himself and goes off and stands, which is, I wrote, he is so well-trained. Mm -hmm. And while he thinks it over, Shanae tells Genevieve that she overheard her saying that she intended to go home. Genevieve says she thinks Shanae is the actress and that she's not going to engage. Very mature. I mean, Genevieve really nailed impressive. this one. She nailed it. Here we get word watch number four. Genevieve says about what Shanae just claimed, that's absolutely bleeping insane. I do want to quickly address what Shanae is claiming. Do I think Shanae has the ability to make this up completely? Yes, that Genevieve said she wants to go home. But did I say I wanted to go home like on an almost nightly basis in that experience? Yes. Like, I don't think that there's any stock to be put in someone yeah. being like, I was just put on a two-on-one with the villain. Like, I want to go home. This it's, sucks. It's, it's also the... It doesn't mean you're packing your bags and leaving. It's the most it's the most backstabbing, dirty move. Because it's like when you're in a group, when it's like a group of guys or a group of girls. There's so much shit talking, bullshit talking. Like, honestly, if every time a group of guys went out for some, you know, outing, like a weekend or some night out, yeah. and everything everyone said was yeah. aired back to their yeah. girlfriends or their parents, like they would be monsters yeah <laughs> this is you don't say that you mm -hmm. don't do that yes of course people said oh i kind of want to go yeah, home or i'm I, not sure i'm ready to get engaged you don't air that well, because everyone says that yeah and here i want to be clear that i question whether or not genevieve even said this i do think shanae probably made it up but even if she didn't make it up Genevieve was within her right to be like, I want to go home. What kind of a guy that I'm dating is going to, instead of giving me a one-on-one, -on -one, put me on a two-on-one -on -one with her? Right. It's insulting. Yes. It doesn't reflect well on your relationship I, at all. Yes. Okay, so Clayton returns now and turns to Shanae and says, I'm sorry, but I cannot find it in my heart to give you this rose. So yay, Shanae's gone, finally. You were right, Andy. Uh, you said here, Andy, so this was just to create tension. He did their bidding. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. This was all an act. They used that soundbite, him turning, are you lying to me? Are you an actress? So many times in the previews for this season. They're always looking for those. Mm -hmm. It's a high value shot to have him it's, saying it's, that. Yep. I still think he wanted to bone her, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> 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 he let her go with the slight, slightest heaviness of heart. I have my doubts. I genuinely mm. oh, do. Yeah? I think maybe the first or second make out, but then as all of their interactions became about drama in the house, that's not really a turn on. And then they just start making out. I honestly think that it was like, well, no one is interrupting us. Like, when is something going to happen? And I'll just make out with her to pass the time. You might be right. You might be right. I... I think that happens a lot, actually. Yeah. And again, I could be giving him 
Too much credit. Uh, but well, maybe he deserves it. Uh, Genevieve and Clayton make out while Shanae is left there looking pissed. And back at the house, meanwhile, Shanae's suitcase is taken and the girls celebrate. Yay. <laughs> They're popping champagne. Serena's so happy she cries. <laughs> That's that's a good sign you have a good personality when someone cries about you never being in their life again, but not out of sadness. Yeah. Uh, Shanae now, her theme returns, and now we get Word Watch 5 and 6. She says, like, what the bleep just happened? Like, bleep that guy. She says she's open and vulnerable, and this is why she's single. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we see Clayton and Genevieve walk for a different view of the falls, and they make out. And now we get Word Watches 7, 8, 9, and 10. I think, and, and Word Watch 10 gets extra credit because there was some vicious swearing going on in Word Watch 10. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she said, but it was like, I think like the, the Niagara bleep. security was called over to deal with that. Yeah. Shanae says he's a bleeping bleep. I never want to see him again. Bleep, bleep. Yeah. The last bleep, the last bleep might have been more than one bleep, but it still counts as a bleep. Yeah. <laughs> there was a compound bleep. <laughs> What was funny is I noticed in the comments, a lot of people are like, they were guessing high because they're like, because Shanae. Yeah. Okay. So now it's the next day. Clayton does B-roll and he says, this week in Toronto, I learned I can make tough decisions. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to pet him. I want to pet him. He's he's pretty cute. It's it's just wrong. He's he's wrong about that. It's it's okay. (laughs) And I look, I I am sure people will come after us for feeling bad for Clayton here saying, I don't care what producers told him. If he heard that Shanae was saying the stuff about Elizabeth's ADHD, he should have sent her home. Mm -hmm. I think that it's easier said than done. Like until you've been in that position, which I, by the way, have not been in that position, but I've heard enough about people having been in that position to know that it is not easy to just be like, Maybe in the old days, maybe even five years ago, mm. but less so today. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's at the point where literally they cast leads based on their willingness to play along. I think it was probably way worse than he thought based on what he heard. I'm not defending him. Sure, you can be like the right thing to do would just be to send her home. But I think he was under a lot of influence and pressure to make that decision, to keep her as long as possible. That's I, all I have to say I, I about agree. that. It's almost a trap. It's not one hundred percent a trap. It's not as easy as it looks. So I, I give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not sure. I think I also think I I'm eighty percent sure. Yeah, I'm around there. Yeah. something like that. Okay, so I wrote. So wait, did Genevieve not get her own date? I have to point this out. Usually, on the tail end of a two-on-one, the person who gets the rose then gets an evening portion with dinner and all that stuff, and maybe mm-hmm. a few fireworks or whatever. But. I found it so interesting that all we saw was her and Clayton making out by Niagara Falls, and then that was it. It's like the powers that be are like, oh, there would be no drama in the evening. Oh, let's skip it. Yeah, it would be a letdown to see them actually having a nice time together. Yeah. Yeah, who who wants to see that? God forbid we actually see Genevieve and Clayton have a conversation. I haven't That's seen, not about I would have loved to have seen what Genevieve has to offer in a, in a one-on-one yes. romantic situation. I haven't seen much from that. I, I don't know who Genevieve is. Really. Yeah. I know that she's got good self-control. That I know. <laughs> Tremendous self-control. Yeah, but does. I don't know what her and Clayton, what the chemistry is there. It's so funny to me that the powers that be still claim this show is about love. Yeah. What kind of a date was this? What did she get out of this? It's not. As a matter of fact, love, they like to have love at the very end. 
Yeah. It's like a surprise dessert, but yeah. the whole buildup is not about love. Yeah, but a surprise d- dessert after they have spent the whole season telling you that sugar is bad for you and that these other desserts taste better. Well, it's an admirably cynical view of what people in America want to see. Like they really, they're embracing that people want to see like dumpster fires. <laughs> They may say they want to see love, and mm-hmm. I think they do like when they see love, yeah. but they kind of, if, if they had to choose between two of like a whole season of just lovey love or a whole season of trash fires, they go trash fires. <laughs> trash fires. I think that they're taking it too far. Call me naive or old school or whatever. They're taking it too far. I it's agree. too far. I don't want to watch actors. If I want to watch actors, I would watch way better shows than this. But you know, <laughs> I agree, but I, I do want to see dumpster fires yeah. but i want to see real dumpster yes fires. exactly yeah i want them to come from the dumpster i want the dumpster to be sitting there with trash in it yeah and someone smoking a cigarette on their on their lunch break mm-hmm. and they flick the cigarette in the dumpster and they don't think about it they yeah. go back to work and next thing you know there's you know three fire trucks there that's the fire <laughs> i want to see so what you're saying is you don't want someone to roll in a dumpster yeah exactly like come on guys all, this all right highly come on. flammable yeah, trash Okay, right here. Is this a good backdrop for the fire? Yeah, we like that. I'll move it over five inches. Okay, and lighter fluid and action. It's so true. Andy, we live in a world where you cannot not have a website. Everyone's got a website. We're falling behind on that front. We Mm -hmm. need a Dear Shandy website. But I already know that when that day comes, we will be using Squarespace, obviously. To me, and I really can speak from experience, Mm -hmm. Squarespace is the ultimate in terms of beautiful, professional-looking websites made by people with little to no knowledge or experience with making websites. It's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) You do not need to know HTML. You do not need to know Dreamweaver. You do not need to know how to code anything. You don't need to know how to do much. Literally, you can drag and drop your content onto a template to make a beautiful website. I actually think it's one of the most innovative websites I've used in the last 10 years. I'm not just saying that. Oh, it's fantastic. It's what like like 10 years ago, people would be like, can you imagine if there was a a software where you could just drag and drop and make a website? Like, that'd be great. It would have blown your mind. And this is coming, by the way, from someone who in high school, I had five or so websites Like I taught myself HTML. I was in a coding class at one point. That's impressive. I was that person. And if I knew then that Squarespace existed, which it didn't, but (laughs) it does now, I would have had a way more beautiful site with a lot less work. And they really have an endless list of product features. So whether what you provide is a product or a service, Mm -hmm. you can do appointment scheduling or Mm e-commerce. There are many blogging tools, Mm -hmm. and of course they provide tons of analytics. It honestly just runs the gamut of anything you could possibly need in a website. It's not just like a portfolio site, Mm -hmm. it's whatever Mm -hmm. you need it to be. So head to squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use code Shandy for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash Shandy with code Shandy for 10% off. So what do you think of my uh my skin <laughs> looking pretty good huh i love your openers andy <laughs> your skin is looking magnificent oh thank you and you know what mine's not doing so bad either uh yes we now have been longtime users of apostrophe and we're big fans mm. and it has changed both of our skincare games so in case you were new around here apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that provides oral and topical mm. prescriptions yeah 
which are crafted by board certified dermatologists. Mm -hmm. And it's super, super easy. It really takes all the pain out of getting prescriptions for your skin. Because normally you go to the dermatologist. Yeah. Who wants to go to the dermatologist? No one. Who wants to spend all their time thinking about what skin products you use? Yeah. This takes a lot of the work out of this. It, it really takes, does. It takes a lot of the leg work <laughs> and the other works. And the and the literal leg work of getting That's, to the dermatologist. Well, I mean, that was my point. <laughs> nice catch. I'm like, I understood your pun. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. And I have been a very vocal and longtime user of prescription tretinoin for my mm-hmm. skin, mm-hmm. but I've always had to go and get a prescription. And then when I'm running out, it's like you have to book an appointment and it's just kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. I love how with this, you just take a quiz, write out your skincare concerns, you upload photos of your skin, and then a board certified dermatologist reviews your information and comes up with a personalized treatment plan for your unique skin. So we have a special deal for our listeners, the Shandies. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider when you go to apostrophe.com slash shandy and use our code shandy this code is only available to our listeners to get started go to apostrophe.com slash shandy and click begin visit then use our code shandy at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only five dollars five dollars that's crazy it is crazy that's it's certifiably insane that is a latte at a mediocre coffee joint (laughs) Yes, exactly. Not even a fancy latte. Mm, mm, mm. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash Shandy. And use that code Shandy to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for only $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. So now it's the rose ceremony. Uh, The girl chat here is them talking about how there's no drama or tension now. Mara says it's only going to get better from here. So we know drama is coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Clayton arrives now. He says they've turned over a new leaf. And he believes they feel the same way because he overheard them singing in the elevator. (laughs) I thought this was cute. It was cute. They were like, you heard us that's joy right there yeah yeah. (laughs) they were happy (laughs) okay sarah has one-on-one time now sarah says that this is where she's supposed to be and andy you said you're supposed to be managing wealth (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that never gets old but it doesn't i'm sure she's very accomplished and that i think she does work on wall street or she does do some kind of who cares She says she's feeling confident about him and it's starting to feel like real life. He says he feels the same way and they make out. Andy, you said things are getting real because of all the dates they've been on. It's a good point. (laughs) All these like little 10 minute conversations getting so real. Uh. Sarah in her ITM says she can't imagine him having the same connection with anyone else. Cue to a stronger connection. (laughs) Uh, There's one-on-one time with Rachel now. She says she feels they're on another level. He says he finds her comforting. Mm, I put an exclamation mark here because I think this is very powerful. Comfort. I think that this is one of the most underestimated traits that men seek in women in straight relationships. It's it's one of the most underestimated feelings they want to feel in a relationship. Yeah. Ease, comfort, no no anxiety. Mm -hmm. You can have butterflies because you really love somebody, but no anxiety. No just you feel like home. You feel like you're home. Yeah. I think everyone wants that. But my point is men, I think often kind of get the rap of being like, oh, like she's hot and like she laughs at my jokes. And it like I truly think a huge thing that is underrated with men is them feeling nurtured. I think men 
are constantly in a battle between their sexual urges and their desire to have a mother. Absolutely. And yes. they kind of merge at some point yeah. and eventually move completely to just having a mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like 25 years into marriage is basically like, you have a good mother or a bad mother, but she's your mother. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, there's some real truth true. in that. <laughs> yeah. She says it's terrifying, and he says it is for him too. They make out in her ITM. She says she's falling for him, and they're kissing here. We have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This was a hot makeout. They're by the fireplace. Their mm-hmm. chemistry is through the roof. Oof. And I love you pointed this out two weeks ago how they're so comfortable with being so close to each other's yeah. faces but not kissing. Like mm-hmm. they'll pull away from the kiss and just be two inches from each other's faces and just whispering to each other. Yeah, there's it's a lot. There, it's almost a dead giveaway. Like it's almost I too agree. easy at this point. He doesn't have that with anyone else. No, Rachel's winning. <laughs> I mean, you laugh. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm serious. I'm Rachel's laughing winning. because I have been saying this all along. You, uh, you have. It was an I told you so laugh. You, you, yes. That wasn't I. T- it was an evil laugh. It was the it was the cutest evil laugh ever, but it was still evil. Okay, so now there's a girl chat about how real it's all getting, and it's getting scary. Mara in her ITM says she wants to remind him that she's there and what a catch she is. And I wrote, this is our first clue that Mara is unraveling. Mm-hmm. There's a montage of time with Hunter, Teddy, Eliza, and Susie, and now Mara finally gets her one-on-one time that she's been so patiently waiting for. Mm-hmm. She says she loves to feed people she cares about and feeds him poutine. Yeah. Which is uh, a good call. A lot of chats about poutine. <laughs> His reaction to poutine is very similar to my reaction. I just, which is like, eh. <laughs> it's so it's the wrong fine. reaction. It's good. Poutine it's good is amazingly good. And it's it, just good. That's all it is. It's just good. We will never see it's eye exactly to eye on poutine. Exactly good. <laughs> right. Okay, so I wrote they have zero chemistry. Uh, it feels like it could be the first conversation. It's so stiff. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like they've just met. It's, it's, there's nothing. There's There's literally nothing there. Yeah. Zero. But I mean, to Mara's credit, there's been no time because two minutes into this, Serene interrupts them. Mm -hmm. And I am 100% sure a producer sent Serene to interrupt Mara too early so that Mara would crumble, which she did. Well, they, it's like, you know, it's like in Survivor when they have that fire challenge. It's, it's like they basically just, they blew on that little ember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they saw They're like, oh, oh we got an ember. And they blew on it. And <laughs> there it goes. I love how you had to bring in the Survivor fire making challenge. Is that too random? Well, no, I love. I did I, it for you. You love Survivor. I do love Survivor. But I guess you could say that about any fire. Just Survivor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mara breaks down and starts crying and says she's over this. She's so ready for a future and a partner. She just wants to feel happy. Mm. Jesse now arrives and says it's rose ceremony time. Mara in her ITM says she's so far behind, it feels almost pointless trying to catch up. And I wrote, you can already tell she's going to stay. In this rose ceremony, Clayton gives a speech and basically says nothing. (laughs) (laughs) The most nothing ever, ever said, I think, before a rose ceremony. And throughout this rose ceremony, there's lots of ITMs of Mara saying she hopes he can see how much heart she has, how much she has to offer, etc., Again, so she's staying. And of course, Mara gets that last rose. I have to say something about that dynamic. Like when a woman's like, I have so much to offer. Like I know what I'm worth. You know, I think there's an element of show don't tell when it comes to your 
own self too. Mm-hmm. You know, we often say show don't tell with like how, you know, if you're dating a guy, like sure he's telling you he loves you, but is he showing you? Sure, yeah. In this case, I really wish, and not just here, but throughout the whole episode that Mara had more of a sense of if he doesn't just see what I have to offer, then I don't need to try any harder than I have been. You know, the sense of showing how strong she is by not needing not needing to prove it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of course. And I and I say that with love because I while I think Mara makes so many horrible mistakes in this episode, I feel for her because I think her uh tenuous self-esteem was preyed on. I agree. And it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. No. On the show. And I feel bad for her. I, I don't like this kind of scenario where they're like, oh, she's starting to feel really bad about herself and feels like she needs to prove herself and prove her worth and is like feeling desperate. No. Let's let's pray on that. Let's take away her one on one time and see her really spiral. Well, well, they often like to have a scene where someone who has absolutely zero chance of of making it to the final four mm-hmm. starts trying to argue the lead into loving them. Yeah, so true. And that does end up happening, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. Okay, so going home at this rose ceremony, Hunter and Marlena. I wrote, neither Hunter or Marlena crumbled enough to stay. <laughs> not not enough fragility there. No. Okay. It's, I mean, we all knew that Hunter and Marlena were going home. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, the least surprising rose ceremony ever. Yes. Clayton announces now that they're going to Havar, Croatia. Andy, you and I were finally impressed. This is a good one. And it's a good I would deal. be excited. This is the first truly international, not that Canada's not international, but yeah. truly like crossing an ocean yeah. journey. Since when? That I think has happened this early on i think we've had some destination like final three situations right. in the last year but it's this felt very momentous yeah it's a big deal yeah for a lot of reasons yeah yeah some positivity here at dear shandy mm-hmm. <laughs> yay <laughs> we like good destinations we do and we actually have been wanting to go to croatia so there was a yeah. lot of like ooh. Got a good preview. So in Havar, Croatia, Clayton talks about what a critical week it is. And the women perform their requisite excitement over mm-hmm. their hotel digs. And and legitimate this time. Sometimes their excitement actually matches what no, they're dealing with. Well, my point is that they've already stayed there a night. Oh, right. Like they've right. already moved in. Their right. excitement was, this was not totally caught on camera. This was totally manufactured. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, in I fact, about and that. I might insert this. There's a shot where they first enter and you can see like some stuff bundled up under a table. <laughs> like after you move in, you have to hide all your stuff and right. they clean the room and make it look like no and one has stayed there yet. Yeah. Right. That's hilarious. The women do B-roll of exploring the city and Mara is super excited and says, it's amazing to be there. And Andy, you said she cried herself into a nice trip. <laughs> Clayton, what? Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you actually look at it from a cost reward standpoint. Are you kidding? I would cry myself around the world if I could. But it is a pretty traumatic trip. It's not like she's really yeah. getting to explore. It's it, Right. It's a work trip. It's a work trip. Yeah. <laughs> Clayton greets the ladies while they're having a drink at a restaurant, and he says he has a date card. And lo and behold, it is for Teddy. Mm-hmm. Long Finally. time coming yeah. on this one. Yeah. There's a girl chat as they leave where Mara says she hopes they have a great time. Not too great. Mm. <laughs> and she really hopes for one-on-one time. Sarah responds with, but I mean, obviously, it's getting more serious for him, and it's probably diving a little deeper. I had to point out this was weirdly edited. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like what Sarah was saying it was in response to what Mara had said. Right. 
And it just felt like more seed planting. Just like, by the way, last week with the roast date, we called this, or I think I called it. <laughs> Take it. It's all yours. Well, I said, you know, assuming Sinead goes home, that this was the initial seed that was planted. Right. I, it's not rocket science. I'm not pretending that I made some astute observation. And the Nobel Prize for <laughs> reality TV predictions goes to... Yeah, that was pretty weak. But my point is that we knew this was coming before it even arrived. As always. Yep. yep. <laughs> As always. <laughs> I deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy now has her one-on-one -on -one date. They make wishes uh, in a fountain, I think, get ice cream and walk in the rain. And in Teddy's ITMs, she says she's been struggling and has needed this date and that she usually has walls, but she feels safe and special with Clayton. We have to talk about Teddy's cadence of speech oh, for a second, man. though. Yeah. I like Teddy. Teddy yeah, is not it's annoying. It's all, right. all right. But nine out of ten sentences end like this. Mm -hmm. Like everything she says, whether it's a question or a statement, always ends like this on the same pitch. Yeah. And I noticed that <laughs> when she was doing that, Clayton even started doing that. And everything he said ended on that. And then they were going back and forth. It was like ping pong of like ending on this. And it was pretty amazing. Eh? Good. Sorry. I, like, I don't want I don't want to give Teddy a hard time. We all have our things. But sort of the combination of the likes and, and then that. And a little vocal fry thrown in. It's like yeah. the, it's like the allspice. I'll put it this way. When I noticed it, I wasn't able to unnotice it. Can unnotice it. Yeah. But, but I like Teddy. She's likable. She's she's got good style. She's, she's great. Look, I mean, what are we going to do? Not talk about that? Yeah. Got to talk about it. That's how we do. That's how we do. I personally could never date a girl who does that. With the speech? Yes. I could never do it because it would drive me insane. <laughs> and I would eventually commit homicide. <laughs> and that's that. You know... I think part of the reason why we're so attuned to this kind of thing, well, partly we're both musical people. Mm -hmm. I think it matters. And also when you have a podcast, whenever we've done anything annoying, you guys have told us. Oh, so yeah. I guess we're just paying it forward. Oh, yeah. We believe me. For all we give, we get tenfold. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's absolutely so we're, true. So we're allowed to yeah. give. Okay. So now it's the evening. Teddy cuts to the chase and reveals she's a virgin. I kind of liked this. She was like, how do I wear this? She's like, okay, I'm a virgin. Yeah. She was just like, I'm <laughs> going to get that's it out. That's the best way to do it. It was. And yeah. it was very endearing. Nope, you don't need build up for that. Yeah. I don't it, need, I don't want build up. I just want to get, get to the main course. It was like, okay, so last week, Gabby on her one-on-one -on -one was like, you know, this is an expedited process. I need to get this out on the table. Like, here's, here's my life story kind of. And it's like Teddy doubled down on that. She was like, how do I wear this? I'm a virgin. <laughs> That's great. I loved it. The, be the it best response delightful. from Clayton would be like, well, let's get to work on fixing that. Oh. No? no oh, too soon? <laughs> too soon after one. I don't know. Too early? No, it wasn't bad. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was too obvious. Too obvious? Yeah. No, I'm saying it would have... Sometimes Sometimes the dumb joke is the funniest No, that's one. true. Actually, I will say, had he said that... It would be so out of character. Yes. Had he said that, we would have laughed. It would, for Clayton to say that? Yeah. If the guy was a jokester and a wise ass, yeah, yeah, then it wouldn't have been funny. It would have been dumb as hell. Yeah. And offensive. But yeah. Clayton saying that would have been hilarious. That's true. I'll give that to you. Yep. I take it back. Thank you. It's very big of you. 
Teddy says her mom had her when she was really young and she felt in her youth that there was pressure to wait. Mm. And she says she now makes her own decisions. She is a sexual person and she does like that side of herself, but she today still wants to wait until she's in love. So not necessarily yeah, yeah. waiting for marriage. Yeah, yeah. I think that's reasonable. It's reasonable. Clayton says he wouldn't have known. And it doesn't really matter because it's all about the connection. And he asks if she's ever been in love. That's funny, actually. I find it funny. It's like, I wouldn't have known. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I would have thought you really got around. <laughs> he says it doesn't matter because it's all about the connection. And he asks now if she has ever been in love. And she says no. And that in the past, she hasn't allowed it to happen because she was afraid of getting hurt. Clayton asks how she would know she's in love. And she says that she thinks it's a feeling she'll know. Basically, she says, I think I'll know it when I see it. Mm -hmm. And I think she's right. And she says, it's never felt so safe as with him. And there's a lot of hope in what they could have. And here some tinkly kind of romantic music started emerging. Mm -hmm. And Andy, you said, cue losing virginity music. <laughs> Clayton thanks her for being so open and says giving her this rose is just as easy as it was giving her the first impression rose. And we have to talk about this for a second because mm -hmm. this date has been a long time coming. Yeah. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. We can all agree on that. I found this date and the conversation and the connection mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of anticlimactic. I agree. I felt I felt almost nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It, it was just, like, it was like here. It felt it like, went from like here to here. <laughs> you know what it felt like is like they had met online, had a coffee date, and this was their first real date, like their first real dinner date. That's how it felt. Like that's the level of far alongedness it felt like. Yeah, and it was a second date where they he, they were kind of on the fence about even having a second date. <laughs> They're like, oh, I really don't have anything going on Thursday night. I mean, it would be kind of lame if I didn't do it. I think this is one of those examples where the first impression Rose recipient kind of falls off the map. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys saw something more here yeah, than but I did. As you've said very accurately, the male leads don't know how to pick first impression roses, except in your case. But that's not the point. Um, <laughs> they, they don't. They always pick wrong. It's the women who have the real good first impressions. It's very interesting. You don't see this all the time. You Usually first impression rose recipient makes final four. And I'm not saying Teddy's not going to, but I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure at all. Yeah. Okay, so now there's a girl chat back at the hotel. And while they await a date card, it is established that someone who's had a one-on-one -on -one is unlikely to get another. So, of course, we know that someone who's had one is getting another. Mm-hmm. And word watch number 11 comes here. When there's a knock at the door, Mara goes, ah, oh, bleep. So Sarah does get that second one-on-one. -on -one, and yeah. of course, Mara starts to melt down here. The show is so predictable. This mm -hmm. is an old trick, by the way. They've been doing this one for a while. Mm -hmm. Mara says in her ITM, I've done so much, so much. And where has it gotten me? <laughs> and Andy, you said she hasn't done that much. <laughs> I just wish she wouldn't play into their hands so willingly and easily. Uh, and she's getting good airtime. It's, it's, it's a good trade-off. Is it, is it the airtime you want, though? Is it? Okay, so it's the group date now. Clayton takes them to a courtyard where there's a choreographed sword fight happening. Mm -hmm. The date host, Katarina, introduces herself as a Croatian knight and tells them that for centuries, Croatian women have stood shoulder to shoulder with men fighting for virtues like honor mm. and purity of heart. 
Yeah, I've the, heard about this. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of old cultures where women fought just as much as men did. Yeah, that makes think, me think of Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> the women get into uniform and battle it out. Susie was pretty good at this, actually. Mm -hmm. And she says in her ITM that she has a beast within. I believe it. Yeah. They're shown now a table of food and have to eat things like pig's liver, cow's stomach, pig's brains, and fish heads where they eat just the eyes. Because we can't have the show go to another country without suggesting that their food is disgusting. Yeah, what's with that? And also, what's with the like lighthearted treatment of animal organs? Like, I always have to, and I hate to get on my soapbox on this. I'm yeah. not on the soapbox. I'm next to the soapbox. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking about getting on. Yeah. But let's just say, you know, that instead of those animals, it was a human brain. And a human liver mm -hmm. and a human intestine. Mm -hmm. How would people feel about that? Would it be so lighthearted and funny? Because <laughs> it's not that far apart. No. It's like a couple of chromosomes difference. <laughs> it's disrespectful to the animal that lived that life. That's and it's look, I'm not judging. Uh, eat your meat, eat your organs. I don't care. And we do eat fish on occasion. We do eat fish on occasion. And I, I just I just, I just have some respect. It's it to make a, a jokey scene mm -hmm. in a in a TV show about that animal with the brain, let me tell you, there were days where that animal thought about the future. A pig is very smart. Yeah. It thought about the future. It had kids, maybe. It was like they cared for its young. <laughs> they suckled at its teats. Yeah. And now his brain is sitting there. It's a joke. Come on. No, I have some respect. I love that about you. It makes me upset. Yeah. What if it was a human brain? Uh, would it be that funny? It would be very like, oh, different. and we are serving here human brain. Ha 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 ha. I love that about you. And here we get Word Watch 12. Gabby says, eating weird bleep just isn't really doing it for me. And now the ladies have to get down on one knee and profess to Clayton how they feel and why they're there. These are all fine, but Mara says there's no competition. She goes and recites a poem that I guess she put together in her yeah, head. Yeah, she really it was very put impressive. some work into that, yeah. Host Katerina crowns Serene the Queen, mm -hmm. earning her some extra time. We didn't see much there other than them just making out. But I've got to say, so Mara seemed upset she didn't get it. I don't know whether or not she actually was, but it would have been shocking for Mara to get any validation because validation would only stop the train wreck that has already of begun. Course. I wrote, the more upset she gets, the more invisible she'll become. Mm -hmm. Andy, I've really been appreciating what a chef you're becoming. Yes, uh, I am quite a, uh, a master in the kitchen <laughs> when someone gives me a bag of ingredients all prepared <laughs> with a recipe that's easy to use. <laughs> You're very good at whipping it together, and that is why we love HelloFresh. You don't need to go grocery shopping. You no. don't need to meal plan. You don't need to think about the quantities of rice or pasta or whatever. It's all done for you. I love that, Yeah. especially if you lead a busy, busy lifestyle, but you mm -hmm. don't want to eat out every single night. It's a big money saver. It's. We it's, don't talk about that enough when we do these, I got to say. It saves, especially if you live in a city like New York. You know, I was just thinking, actually, another thing is if you wanted to really make believe you're dating a new girl <laughs> or you're dating a new guy yeah or you're dating somebody <laughs> and you're like oh i'll make dinner tonight and i'll make dinner tomorrow night i'll make dinner the next week i'll make dinner the <laughs> whipping week after up all that. these I'll things just, and they you don't you know, they don't have to see the box they don't have to see what's going on <laughs> they're just getting delicious meals yep inventive delicious meals mm -hmm. anyway a little hack for people watching it's actually been a big part of our relationship because i'm going to be honest i think i'm not a bad cook but no. my 
roster of dishes that I can whip mm -hmm. up yeah. without really seeking out a recipe and going shopping specifically for it is pretty limited. I'm not one of those people that can just make 30 things off the top of their head. Mm -hmm. And it really keeps things interesting for us without having to spend the money of going out to eat. Yes. And also along those lines, I myself have learned things just by osmosis. Oh, same, same. I've learned like, oh, this is how you make a sauce. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is how you make something not dry. I'm so glad you're saying that because I do think that's sort of a collateral benefit to mm -hmm. using HelloFresh. I've learned to cook many things through HelloFresh. Absolutely. Especially like the order of things. I feel like that's something I never really yes. understood before. Yes. If you do enough HelloFresh, you eventually, whether you like it or not, become a good cook. <laughs> So go to HelloFresh.com slash Shandy16 and use code Shandy16, that's one six, to get up to 16 free meals plus three free gifts. So that's HelloFresh.com slash Shandy16 and use code Shandy16, Shandy16, to get up to 16 free meals <laughs> and three free gifts. <laughs> so now it's the evening and Rachel has one-on-one -on -one time here. So much shown one-on-one -on -one time with Rachel, I have to point out, to the mm -hmm. point where it's almost like concerning me because I'm like, wait, if it's this obvious, can she actually win? I don't know. He rambles on about how he wants to make sure they're on the same page and she stops him and says, clearly he doesn't know how she feels. She admits she's falling for him here and doesn't have a doubt in her mind and that she would love to bring him home to her family. He says, thanks. <laughs> and we get a quick high thigh. His hand goes up and comes out. Oh, yeah. And Andy, you said his hand almost went too high. He had to pull out. <laughs> they make out. <laughs> now, while Mara has lots of ITM time, we get a montage of one-on-one -on -one time with Gabby, Serene, Genevieve, and Eliza. And this finally culminates once again in time with Mara. So this is exactly what they did at the rose ceremony, yep. where it's her showing stress. They show a montage, and then finally we get this. Mara. Okay. This is where things start to take a turn in this episode. Okay, I have to gear myself up for this. <laughs> Mara says that she's been vulnerable, sweet, cute, and flirty. She says, I've done literally everything that you say you're looking for. She says that to get the last rose at the rose ceremony and not get a one-on-one -on -one this week, it's hard to still be giving that much and it's discouraging. And Andy, here you said, she's arguing for him to love her and that's never worked in the history of the world. Nor will it ever. It's so true. And this comes back to what I was saying earlier about show, don't tell. Like, if you are that strong, then this conversation is not necessary. Of course. And I'm not even including the part where she throws Sarah under the bus, which is a whole other conversation. But just in terms of her being like, I've been doing this. I'm so cute. I'm so flirty. I'm doing all these things you say you're looking for that never, that don't ever do that. It's if, not, if it doesn't seem to be working, then that's not your guy. Once you have, once you've engaged yourself in that conversation or yeah. that tack, yeah, it's over. It's over. You should be like, oh, whoa, I'm having this conversation. Let me just pull, let me just walk back slowly into the bushes. That's it. Yeah. It's over. It's like a kid, like a two-year-old who makes like a plane, <laughs> like out of, I don't know, Lego or something. He's like, I gave it wings. I gave it a propeller and a, and a, and a cockpit. Why isn't it flying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He gave it a propeller. Yeah, I don't think the kid, the two-year-old, gave it a propeller. Maybe if it, like the thing came with one of those actually pre-made propellers, you yeah. just stick on. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. But but you get the point. <laughs> no, it is a that's a great analogy actually. I do feel like a lot of people do this where they try to rationalize why what they deserve isn't coming to them. It's not a business transaction. No, it's of the heart. You can't argue a heart into feeling a certain no. way. No, that's it. It's over. Just just 
you 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 made it this far on the show. Just gracefully exit. Save yourself mm -hmm. the the. I mean, I mean, really save your dignity. For years now, in my recaps, I've always pointed out my disdain for when people talk about the show like it's a game of musical chairs. Mm -hmm. Like if she is the things he says he wants, she's cute, flirty, ready for marriage, whatever. That therefore he will be into her or want her. Yeah, yeah, it like, doesn't work like that. Yeah, I've, I've reviewed your resume and <laughs> yes. you seem to have all the things we're looking for. Yeah. So welcome aboard. Yeah, it's not like, about job qualifications. No, it's the heart. It's the heart. Just and let also the heart do the heart. Pheromones, chemistry. It, it's just, yeah. I mean, I'm saying the heart is a proverbial yeah, thing yeah, yeah, for everything. Yeah, it's but all the things. It's all the things that have nothing to do with what's on paper. Yes. It's irrelevant. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> no more. Don't do that. No one do that. No one do that. I, Mara, I give you I give you a pass because you're on TV. It's high pressure. It's all sorts of mixed, you know, emotions. But just no, don't do that. She says she claims he wants marriage and kids, but the roses and dates that are given out do not reflect that. She definitely focuses on someone getting a second one on one date. So, mm. of course, it means the only person here of interest is Sarah. And she says, but hey, it's your journey. But I'm going to speak my truth, as I always have. Yeah. The speaking of the truth thing, I think it's thrown around a little willy-nilly. Yeah, no one cares about your truth. <laughs> In this case, first of all, it wasn't even true. According to Sarah, she never said this. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I believe her. Yeah. But I don't feel like this is, like she's saying something that makes her stronger or is like well, getting... Well, I, I think, I, I've thought about this, and I feel like this move, which happens all the time, where yeah. someone who's really falling off, I have to assume these people are not stupid. Yeah. Mara must know she's done for. She yeah. must know that the the the, well, it's a hail. the executioner is sitting there with the with the, the the blade and yeah. the and the little log that her head's going to be with on. With the divot for the yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> she said it's been it's been tailored just for her neck size. <laughs> yeah. And she knows it's done. So like does she go out gracefully or does she go out taking someone down with her? Mm -hmm. It's spiteful. And I see this all the time. I'm going to assume it's spite and yeah. it's not stupidity. Yeah. But she must know she's going. If she didn't know she was going and she did it, then it would be a strategic move. Like, oh, maybe I can get rid of Sarah and then I can win. But no, she's not that dumb. I don't think... She knows she's no. done. So it's spite. Don't leave the show on a, on a note of spite. I, I don't like that. And I think we cannot ever forget... I'm sorry, I hate to be this person. I'm always such a broken record. But the people in the wings, who do we think encouraged her to speak her truth? Of course. To right this wrong. You know, mm -hmm. he says he's ready for marriage and he's giving roses a second one-on-one -on -one to a 23-year-old. Look at you. You're so ready. Like, he yeah. should know how you feel. The Wizards of Oz. <laughs> I wrote here, I'm sure she thinks she's being just honest and strong, but it comes off like sour grapes given the circumstance. Yeah. And I wish that she had the foresight to see that, I guess, yep. to see how that would come off. Clayton asks what she knows that suggests some of these women are not there for marriage. And she claims that some have been, quote, openly vocal about it and said they can't picture themselves being engaged. And with others, it's just age. And so he's like, hmm, I'm connecting the dots here. And I know Sarah's the youngest. And Mara does confirm that she does not think Sarah is fully ready. Clayton says it's scary and he appreciates the honesty and will do his, quote, due diligence in getting to the bottom of things. Andy, you loved this. Well, it's in line with Mara's whole approach. Yeah. It's like a whole legal argument. <laughs> yes. Like, as you can see, Exhibit A, this is why you should love me. It's so true. Well, we'll do our due diligence. They hug stiffly and part ways. And Andy, you said, great work, Mara. Really <laughs> used your time well. <laughs> she won his heart. <laughs> Step by step, procedural by procedural. 
Clayton gives a rose to Rachel. And I wrote, wow, she's got a killer record of roses. She, yeah, she's got, I mean, she's got a bouquet at this point. It's kind of mind blowing. We just have to remember that group date roses carry more weight than one-on-one -on -one date roses. Oh, yeah. Because there's no one else to give a rose to on a one-on-one -on -one yeah, date. Yeah, it's a shock if you don't get the rose at yes. the one-on-one. -on -one. But in a group date setting, Susie's there, Teddy's there, Serena's there, Gabby's there. It just means a lot more when you're giving it to her versus other people. You, you know what this was? This was Clayton's one little kernel of defiance. <laughs> it's like, no, no. Today, I give another rose to Rachel. I like Rachel the best. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, Clayton, give the rose to Rachel. It's like, but you're going to do all the other things we asked you, right? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, of course, know that something now will have to happen with Rachel. Something like, bad. Yeah. Oh, like of course. her family is not going to like him. I or predict. She's going to have downs. Something very bad is going to happen. There's going to be a lot of crying. There's yeah. going to be all sorts of problems. And Rachel's going to win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So later that evening, a date card arrives at Clayton's suite and it reads, Clayton, meet me at the clock tower. Mm. My favorite was his face when he read this. He wasn't like, ooh, he was like, He's like just settling in for a nice wank. It's like, oh, I got to do this stupid thing. And it's funny. So he goes and it turns out to be Susie. And his excitement here speaks volumes. I think he was really concerned it was going to be someone he's not into. But he is into Susie. Oh, so yeah. He's he was like, so psyched. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, for a second, I thought it was going to be Mara. <laughs> it's like anybody. Jesse Palmer. Production. She says she wants to share where she's at and how she's feeling, but seeing him form all these other connections has caused her to put up walls because she's realizing she could get hurt in this. Mm -hmm. We hear this kind of thing a lot. Yeah, yeah. She says that even though there's so much to go, she does feel like she's falling in love with him and they make out. So normally I don't care for these, not because I am against them. Like I, as long as it's not happening on other people's time is usually my main thing. So everyone yeah, yeah, else yeah. is asleep. I'm sure. like, go for it. Right. But it's usually that I find it kind of uh, tedious usually. Yeah. But Susie can do no wrong no, in my no, eyes. No, 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 I no. really like Susie. Yeah. She's very likable. Yeah. She does nothing wrong. Yeah. I, uh, Bachelorette. What are you going to do? She's going to be the Bachelorette. Yeah. She's going to be the Bachelorette. And I'm happy about it. Oh, me too. Yeah. I, it, well, I, she, look, she's not. I'll tell you something. about. She's not thrilling. She's not throwing curveballs left and right, but, but she, she she is a, a full human, yeah. and she's 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 nice to to watch, and she's got great style and poise and poise. She does everything right, even this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were a villain, this would come off bad. The soundtrack would be so different, but in this case, it just gave her that extra like little tick forward, yeah. Which, from a strategy standpoint is very good for her like yeah. she, she knows what she's doing she and does. i don't say that in a calculated way i think she's just she's gonna be bachelorette i don't know how else to put it there's there's never been a more obvious winner of this season and bachelorette for next season in my opinion mm. so the next day in a girl chat with gabby mara says that she brought things to clayton's attention her focus turns to sarah and how confident she is in herself and her relationship with clayton she seems really rubbed off by sarah's confidence yeah she always brings up the confidence. Yeah, what's wrong with confidence? It's not cockiness, it's just confidence. Look, is Sarah my favorite contestant of all time? No, but Sarah's not doing that much wrong. No. The only the worst thing she did was last week at the roast thing where she made fun of Mara's age multiple times. But yeah. now I'm kind of gathering that there's some beef there. Yeah. And I, I do think that was in poor taste. And I said last week I it do. made me like her a bit less. But it's funny how when Mara goes harder and harder at Sarah, it just makes me like Sarah more and more. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Sarah except except her like her personality. 
too much. It's her shown personality. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure she's great. <laughs> she doesn't think Sarah's ready. And Gabby just nods politely. She does not hop on board the Mm-mm. Sarah bashing train, no, which no. I think speaks volumes. Smart. The fact that no Smart. one else no is one. like, no one else is annoyed by Sarah. No, they're like, you have, you, you sink your ship. We're not on that boat. Clayton has a chat with Jesse now. He says he heard from Mara that there are women who aren't ready for this. And he is his biggest fear is that whoever he picks isn't ready. And Andy, you said, can we just talk about how funny it is that these two straight NFL football players are talking about feelings in a romantic courtyard at night? <laughs> it's like, Yo, bro, meet me at the courtyard midnight. Dress sharp. Bring your A game of feelings. <laughs> The real cherry on top, though, is Chessie's mind-blowing pep talk that he gives him. He tells him to trust his heart. I mean, he pulled that out of left field. <laughs> that was an interception to win the game. <laughs> he finally got his, his due. <laughs> Sarah now meets him for dinner. And while she toasts, I swear you can see the discomfort on his face. He knows what he has to do or what he's being forced to do. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do it. I don't think that he really genuinely was too concerned about Sarah's sincerity. Maybe people might think I'm going too easy on him. I'm not sure. He says he does want to propose at the end of this and wants to bring up something that was brought to his attention. He says he heard some people may not be ready for what he's looking for, and it turned out to be her that they were talking about. He asks if she can actually see herself being engaged at the end of this. Sarah immediately starts to melt down. She says it's the opposite of what she's been telling him and the opposite of how she feels. And she says she's been honest since day one. She says after her one-on-one, she felt like she could see herself ending up engaged to him. And she's fully bawling at this point. Mm -hmm. So I wrote, I get the impression Sarah is a very sensitive person and I relate to this. The anger and betrayal. Feeling betrayed and then feeling anger about being betrayed and being, yeah. being told that you said something that you didn't say like feeling misunderstood you would just be so angry accused of something that you didn't do or accused of some passing comment that really didn't represent your core feelings yeah oh, from, so you, from one of your allies supposedly. supposedly yeah isn't it funny they might have been beefing this whole time and we don't know because we of shanae yeah okay so clayton says thanks but he's really scared <laughs> and he needs a second to think and he excuses himself mm. and now Sarah really spirals here. She, we get word watch 13, 14, and 15. Sarah swears as she gets up from the table crying and twice more with her producer. And then back at the house, Mara is talking about how at 23, she wasn't ready to get married. All the other women are uncomfortable looking and silent. Mm. And then word watch 16 and 17. Sarah says, why would you do this bleep if you didn't see a future? And what the actual bleep? We all know what she means, but we all know that there are a lot of people that do this if they don't see an actual future. Yeah, sure. But look, it's the game. Yeah. It's in the game. Yes. I'm not criticizing that. Yeah. I just have to point don't that out. Don't hate the player. Yes. And then we have a commercial and then Word Watch 18 immediately after. Sarah says the person claimed the words about her not being ready came out of her mouth and it wasn't an assumption and that that's complete bleep. Mm. 18. Okay. Mm. So Clayton returns now and Sarah says it feels like interesting timing. For this to happen right after getting a second one-on-one. And she's so upset because she's afraid of losing him. Clayton says the journey can be scary. And he has to be careful navigating through this. And he appreciates her patience. He goes for the rose and the tinkly music begins. He says he doesn't question her sincerity and gives her the rose. And this, Andy, is where we 
ranted about what the hell kind of date was this? I mean, let's imagine this is the second date you've had with a woman you may get married to. Think of how shitty this date is. It's like, like, (laughs) hey, so we're okay. I got this. I got this great date planned. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. We're going to go to this restaurant. You're not really allowed to eat any food. (laughs) And then at some point, very even before appetizers come, I'm going to accuse you of being a fraud. Then I'm going to leave the table. Then I'm going to come back and say, you know what? You're not a fraud. I'm going to kiss you and I'm going to send you home. Yep. Sound good? It was Meet awful. me at eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty rough. They didn't even pretend. No. Isn't it? I honestly think the powers that be just can't be bothered anymore. They couldn't be bothered to give Gene- Genevieve a Genevieve. <laughs> Every time you say your name is getting more French. It's tough. I mean, isn't it Genevieve? I, I, I'm being made fun of for using a soft G. Genevieve. I, it, Genevieve is what comes out naturally when I see that name. Uh, qu'est-ce que c'est Genevieve? And, oh, and apparently I'm saying Mara wrong too, but I can't help it. Apparently it might be Mara. Mara Mara. I mean, said, that's fine. Who cares? Mara Mara. Cares. <laughs> you know, I have a high tolerance for this stuff because my name has been rinsed. Minced. <laughs> you, were you about to say minced? I was going to say mispronounced, but yes, oh, minced. mince is a great word. Yeah. I like mince. Yeah. Last, last week, someone called me Shailene. So <laughs> I'm allowed to say Mara when it's Mara, and I'm allowed to occasionally say Genevieve. Okay. That was actually kind of an amazing comment. What was what was the comment? on? It was on YouTube, right? They said that our recaps were too rambly and they wish they were shorter. Someone they said, like, I miss Shailene's old uh, yeah, yeah. like recaps. Yeah, like yeah. they talk too much and yeah. I wish they were shorter. And then yeah. someone commented, Who's Shailene? <laughs> To whoever that was, bravo. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, I can't help it. Is it Genevieve? It's Gen- Genevieve. It's Americanized. It's Gen- Genevieve. It should be Genevieve. I can't Genevieve. <laughs> but it's Genevieve. Okay. It's American. I, I'm, I'm God gonna- bless you. for you're, you're a Canadian and you, you, you francophile a lot of things, which is, you're right. But I think it's Genevieve. It's just Genevieve. But it's okay. I like here. Don't change. I don't feel just bad say about Je- it. Just say Genevieve. I like every time you say it, it makes me happy. Just say <laughs> okay. it. I just feel like the powers that be are just like writing off any chance for actual development now. Of course. It's like, oh, Genevieve. Ha- Gen- Genevieve. No, say it the right way. Say Genevieve. <laughs> I like it. Don't change. Genevieve didn't get the evening portion of that two on one, which traditionally that she would have had. And here... This is a one-on-one date. Sarah yeah. didn't get a daytime portion. Right. They're just cutting to the chase. Where can we get tears? Let's just show that. The rest of the time, I uh, can't be it's bothered. It's the greatest hits album. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're not getting any of the deep cuts. <laughs> totally. Okay, so back at the hotel, there's a girl chat where the ladies speculate whether Sarah is coming back or not. And Sarah in her ITM is pretty furious, I got to say. And it was satisfying to see. She says, karma's a bitch. She says, someone thought this would take me down, but it only made our relationship stronger. She says, at some point, you do have to stand up for yourself. And I'm glad that she is going Mm -hmm. about it like this. I was worried that she was going to take a softer approach, and she is not, it would seem. I agree. We see her walking back with the rose and the music's all tense, and we know a confrontation is coming, which of course leads to, to be continued. I can't possibly wait till next week. Isn't it funny how quickly one episode can change how you see people? Yeah. Like last week, I was like, oh, that made me like Sarah less. Like yeah. uh, no one should make fun of a, of a woman's age or anyone's age, really. And then this week, I'm like, oh, Mara, like, oh, go Sarah. It's just <laughs> funny. How, like, I can't even keep track. Well, I mean, you know, give it to production. They did draw that out of you. You're right. Whatever I'm feeling, it's not apathy. You know what it, you know what it is? They say... 
great art draws a strong response. (laughs) We have some brief credits now where Hunter teaches Clayton a dance from the Carolinas called Shagging. And they do a dance. What was the point of this? None. Her dress kind of falls down a bit, but nothing major. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't funny. Forget I I mentioned it. It wasn't interesting. Forget I mentioned it. I don't want to give it even airtime talking about it now. No. Yeah, it doesn't deserve it. Okay, so now... By the way, it gives you an idea of how unfunny the the 17 hours of raw cut they had were, that that was the funniest outtake they got. You're making a great point. Why would they... I remember thinking, oh, there's going to be some payoff. And literally the payoff was that the strap of her dress fell over her shoulder. I mean, it's just... I know there was something better. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. You would be a better curator. Yeah. All right, Andy, that brings us to the end of episode six. There were a total of 18 bleeps. That is an all-time record. It's all-time, yeah. I mean, thanks to Sinead. And Sarah. And Sarah, yeah. And Genevieve. And Genevieve. (laughs) Genevieve. And congratulations to Kate Tarney. Not only did you win a... Hello, Tushy Bidet. But you were the only one to guess 18. Incredible. It was incredible. It was like a legitimate lotto winning. Yeah, like you really did win. It was like a thousand to one odds. <laughs> it's better to win this way, I think, because... This is a genuine winner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you won. There's no... Yeah. You are the winner. Yeah. It wasn't like you guessed right and then it was a matter of luck. Yeah. No, this was... You a, created your own destiny. You were a WordWatch athlete. You're an Olympian <laughs> yes. of WordWatch. So, Kate Tarney, please email us at dearshandy at gmail.com by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize, and we will ship that out to you. And Andy, do you know what you want next week's word to be? I definitely do. And? And that word is virgin. <laughs> so, if you are new around here... Or just need a refresher, you can join in the Shandy Word Watch fun by playing along and commenting either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap the number of times you think the word virgin will be uttered in episode seven. And you'll do so using the numeral of the number. You will not write Mm -hmm. out the number Mm -hmm. like a word. And you must do so by Friday at midnight. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and one name will be selected to win a... Hello, Tushy Bidet. Hello, Tushy Bidet. Yes, we are cleaning the butts one at a time. We're cleaning the butts of America one anus at a time. No, wait a minute. (laughs) That's terrible. All right, then, Andy, that brings us to our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot? I mean... Okay, I agree. So we both have Rachel. I don't think any explanation is necessary. Nope. She just keeps on pulling ahead to the point where I'm starting to get concerned. I'm only getting concerned that there's going to be a contrived Yeah, concern. no, you're right. You're right. It, there will be a contrived bump in the road. Yeah, it's going to be BS. Probably related to her hometown. Yeah, Clayton's going to walk off. There's going to be one of those bumpy handheld camera views of him. <laughs> Just, he's had it. He's enough. He's going. He's jumping over the fence. He's taking a <laughs> flight back to Missouri or wherever he lives. And that's it. No, it's all BS. Yep. She's winning. Okay, and who do you have in your second spot? Susie. Same. The next Bachelorette. We both have Susie in our second spot. I think also no explanation necessary. She's just right on track, really. And who do you have in your third spot? 
Okay, so I'm shuffling it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm bumping Sarah, who was not in my top four. Yeah. I've always had Sarah right in the periphery. Yeah. Uh, I've been struggling with it. Sarah's but now, been top six, I think, for both yeah. of us. But from, She's top been top five. five for me for a while. Okay. She's now three. Okay. And can you explain why? Two one-on-ones and the, the redemption. Okay, but you also have to analyze it. And sorry to be this person, but... Mm there's a chance that she got a second one-on-one because she and Mara had some kind of, you know, simmering beef. And then Mara, they were trying to push Mara's buttons. And so they were sure to give that one-on-one to Sarah I, of all people. I, I've That's fine. I've entered that into my calculus. Okay. And my feeling is that Sarah has the strongest of all the flimsy peripheral relationships. <laughs> okay. Fair. I have Gabby in my third spot Mm -hmm. again. Even though we didn't see a lot of her, I thought her one-on-one last week was really quite powerful. And I do think the goofiness that they share is something that he doesn't really have with anyone else. And I think that that is a very powerful ingredient. Mm -hmm. So I still have my eye on her. And who do you have in your fourth spot then? I have Teddy just hanging on by a thread. Really? Okay, so you bumped Gabby entirely. Yeah, I... This is a tough one. I got to be honest. I, I'm very torn about Gabby. Yeah. I don't sense, and I never have sensed, that there's a very strong physical attraction there with Clayton. Okay. And that is a problem. Okay. And I think that's, in the end, regardless of how he articulates it, mm-hmm. that might be an issue. Okay. So in my fourth spot, I actually have Sarah. So I officially bumped Teddy from mm-hmm. my top I, four. I respect that entirely yeah she i mean i'm telling you she's hanging on by a fingernail with me yeah just like right on the edge of that building i i kind of can't believe i'm saying that already because we're still like i guess two weeks out from hometowns but that one-on-one after all that build-up i was like yeah that's it all we're talking about is her virginity we knew that was coming but just the general f- vibe. It felt so preliminary to me. It was yeah. like, oh, we're on our first real date. Yeah, I'm looking for this. There wasn't this sense of like, oh, like, yeah. it, 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 it didn't it, flow to it, me. It didn't feel like there was a future. It felt like an interview. It felt like an interview. And I really didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like right down to the fact that she's like, oh, I, you know, I think I'll have sex when I'm in love. Have you, you know, have you ever been in love? Blah, blah, blah. How do you know you'll be in love? It just felt like an interview. It really yeah, did. It was very contrived. And there felt like there was, it felt like there was no chemistry. <laughs> like chemistry? I don't know how to, I don't think she would end that. She would have to, she couldn't end chemistry with it. I don't well, think there's any chemistry. Once in a while it would go down. She has to end, you can't go chemistry up. You got to mm-hmm. go chemistry down. <laughs> there's something about that suffix, estri, that has to go down. Yeah, I don't think there's any chemistry. Yeah, chemistry. Oh no, you can go up. Oh, you can. You can go you up. Can do it. You can go. You can up. make it happen. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- okay, so I repeat, I don't think there was any chemistry. <laughs> but we like Teddy. We like Teddy. Yeah, I, I don't want to right. sound like we're making fun of yeah, Teddy. Kids are right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually find it endearing how bad TV she is. She's not good TV. She's not. Not made for TV. She's not. And I like that. I like it when someone is kind of like, Ugh. she's not elbowing people out of the way to be in the front or to have attention or to scheming. have airtime. She's not scheming. She, she's I, not an attention seeker. No. And I really, really like that about yeah, her. She's a decent person. Mm-hmm. I How, like the way I just basically said everyone else is terrible. <laughs> yeah. She's, you can also be attention seeking and manipulative and scheming and be a decent person <laughs> on TV. On TV. So I f- have a feeling some people might be like, "How come Serene is not in either of our top fours?" Do you want to chime in on that? I 
I don't I don't see it feel any there's zero chemistry there there's I I think it's all bullshit I agree I found the one-on-one kind of stiff and also anticlimactic yeah yeah but you know to each their own I would have liked to see more Eliza but alas okay that's another example of someone kind of falling off the map like what the hell what happened there did Eliza just peace out was she like you know what I'm not playing this game anymore I'm done. It kind of feels like yeah. that. Like you can you can keep me around and I'll stick around. I'll eat the hors d'oeuvres and drink, but I'm done. It feels like the powers that be have been like, oh, she doesn't have a major plot line. She, there's no drama with her. Okay, out. It's a shame. They've cut her out. Entirely. I really was looking forward to a big Eliza. I, but me too. I, we got nothing. I was sure she was going to like she was going to come from behind. Nothing. But nothing. Nothing. All right. We could still be proven wrong. But, but I got to say, though, anyone getting a first one on one from here on out, it does not bode well. Correct. That's all I can say. Agreed. OK, Andy, I think then that's a wrap for yep. episode six. That's it. Not too bad. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. I have more fun recapping than watching sometimes in this case. More. I mean, like by tenfold. Well, you know, recapping is still work. Like this is still work. Yeah, in but a it's, way. it's a labor of love. Watching yeah. the show is just a labor of labor. <laughs> That's a great place to wrap. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. We will again ask, because we asked at the top for once, mm-hmm. to please subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and yeah. reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And I think that's a wrap then, Andy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.